All right. So we could still wish each other the brachos of Chamisha Asr B'Shvat. If you did any, enough for today, I'm sure you can add a few more tonight. You can only add brachos. And uh, all the brachos of the fruit, the Rebbe makes a big deal, have fruit parties, have fruit for bring-ins. We should be joyous like the grapes and affect the world like the pomegranate and change our garments like the figs and see a lot of work creates the ultimate sweetness like the dates and the bitterness of the olives leads to the oil of Mashiach. So as we eat the fruits, a lot of great things we're imbibing. Today's Tanya, the 15th of Shvat, Chemisa Asla B'Shvat. So yesterday, we began chapter 21, and we explained pretty deep ideas, which nobody had any questions about, where we were saying that if this world is created by speech, what does it mean precisely Hashem spoke without tongue, teeth, larynx, lips, palate? What's speech? And we said speech is revelation to something else. And then we said, well, what's else? It's all Him. And we said, this is the reality creation of Kedusha. That they know they emanate from Hashem. They know they are a piece of Him. But they envision themselves as an emanation that now exists outside of Him. They're completely from Him but outside of him, with their own reality of Kedusha. They are him, but in a detached form. Now, of course, that's a mistake, because nothing's separate from Hashem. It's all Hashem. It's only Hashem. This is the mistake of Kedusha. But this perception of Kedusha gives validity to the term speech. Because for it to be truly speech, there has to be a truth of something outside you're talking to. And Tyrus Emes calls it speech, which therefore means the perception of Kedusha, of separation, already validates the speech, and we said it's very important, because speech is exactly real enough as versus thought, and one with you enough as versus action. The Rebbe says today, when we're talking about Hashem's speech, Hashem's speech is very different than ours. In that when we speak, the words leave us. You know, it could be very famous words like, I don't know, the Gettysburg Address, that live on. Or it could be a piece of Lashon Hara you said and would love to retrieve it, but it's gone. But not by Hashem. By Hashem, His words are as one with Him after He says it as ours are with us before we think it. I'm going to say that sentence again because it's a very powerful concept. Hashem's speech is as one with him after he, so to speak, said the words, as our speech is with us before we think it. When it's in the space, as we discussed last chapter, of subconscious, unlettered thought, or that wordless desire, before it goes up to the conscious mind, that's the oneness Hashem speeches with him after he says it. Now, why is this very significant? Because the world is speech. So if the world is speech, though we are being spoken into existence every single second, 
but we are as one with Hashem as our subconscious thoughts and wordless desires are one with us. What does this lead to? This leads to the fact that by Hashem there's no change. In other words, if by Hashem his speech is as one with him as our subconscious is one with us, and what is his speech? His speech is creation. So therefore creation is part of his subconscious reality. So obviously there was no change for him. But we do see change. Where is the perspective of change? From the perspective of creation. To creation, there's a big change from non-existence to existence. From Hashem, there's absolutely no change at all. Why does creation have to have this perspective? Why, and we're talking about Kedusha, Kedusha's next paragraph. Why do creations, even of Kedusha, need to envision themselves as an emanation that has separated? Basically, so they can exist. If Kedusha, we, we'll generically say we, if we felt the true reality that we are absolutely a seamless oneness with Hashem himself, we would just revert to godliness, nothingness, Hashem. And we wouldn't be able to retain our authenticity as a separate existence because we're not a separate existence. So this way we think we are. We don't realize the truth of the enormity of Hashem as our reality. And that enables us to exist. So this mistaken perception of Kedusha is a deliberate ploy for Kedusha to exist. This is the whole process of symptom, of seeming constriction, 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 but the constriction only constricts for the recipients, for creation. But for the Abishter, the source of the constriction, there's no constriction at all, as we will discuss tomorrow. Any questions on this? Please press star six to unmute yourself. Any questions? Okay. Okay, I hope we all took tremendous kayak. Rejuvenation. Fruits have more and more pears. We should have the pears with more and more mitzvahs. Fruits have renewed growth. We should have the renewed growth, the renewed energy in the winter. If you're in New York in a blizzard, but the renewed joy, the renewed growth, the renewed life, and keep learning Hasidists.